What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN. I really shouldn't be this down, kind of coming in, Ethan. You, you maybe could hear it a little bit. I tried to be enthusiastic. I mm-hmm. still don't think I was in, as enthusiastic as I possibly could be there. Uh, and that's just because of how the fourth quarter went in this one. This was one of our more complete games of the season. And really, even the fourth quarter wasn't too terrible. It was kind of just the same story as the third quarter uh, in the sense that we got a little bit of a lead, almost a 10-point lead. I know it was 98-91 uh, was kind of the last lead that I remember just in my brain there. Um and then we just weren't able to finish the quarter, unfortunately. Ethan, give me give me your thoughts on this one. Man, it's tough because it's it's the same same formula for a lot of our other losses where we jump out to a great start. Looks like we're gonna be in charge of the game from start to finish. You know, our offense looks fluid. Guys are making right the correct decisions. Defensively, we're swarming the ball, fighting for extra possessions, snagging rebounds. And then, you know, our age just shows, you know, we cannot play 48 minutes and the Miami Heat, that's their thing is we're going to play 48 minutes start to finish. And and defensively, they really upped the ante in that second half. They were swarming. They were pushing our guys off the block, making us uncomfortable, especially with the zone. And when you learn when you lose the turnover battle, 17 to four, as well as the foul battle, 21 to 12, um, it's, it's tough to win those kind of games. Yeah. And, you know, the other that there's two other key things there. One, one was kind of that you already touched on. I mean, this was a team. I know they're a little bit different this year, but this was a team that was in the finals last year, yep. you know, versus us. And then the other key thing here tonight, I don't I don't want to call it a bad game, but of the season so far, this was Devin's worst shooting night. Um, and so, like I said, not overall bad, but here's another theme that continues to ring true throughout the season, Ethan. And I know a lot of people are probably frustrated with Keldon's performance, missing some shots in the fourth quarter. But, you know, he was doing a lot in the third in those first three three Mm -hmm. quarters where we wouldn't have even been in that position without him. But he had 20. Victor had 18. But old Dev had 14. And, And like we've said, in the wins we've had this year, all those guys have had at least 18 plus. Um, So we weren't able to get to that tonight. There were a lot of good things that I saw throughout the game. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, the Heat picked up their defensive pressure. They just they just really took over the game. It's like you talked about. They're a team that was in the finals last year. It's also just a part of their culture. um, And they were able to impose their will, which I know we're trying to get better and we don't want to make too many more excuses. But at the same time, it's like this team was in the finals last year. (laughs) Like, I don't, you know, like as much as it is a little bit of a different team, they're just way more experienced than us. They showed the stat on Valley Sports. Like, I mean, if you look at playoff games, it's like times, like, I don't know what number. And then I think just the amount of games in general, they have like double, you know, in comparison to our roster. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll pull up the box score here a little bit, Ethan, so we can kind of go individual by individual, I guess, if, if you will. Sure. Um. We can start off with, with Victor Wembanyama. I know if you look at the stat sheet, maybe not the most efficient game, but I really liked what I saw from him on the boards. Seven assists tonight, seven turnovers, which it didn't really seem like that when I watched the game. But of course, everybody wants to talk about Wemby. So so what did you kind of think of his game tonight? Yeah, it was a rough start. Um, I felt like <laughs> Wemby's a conundrum in that it's really like a complete 180 in the first half to the second half for most of these games for him. It's like he has to feel out his opponent to get comfortable. So I'm looking forward to when he actually plays a team 
you know, the second night. I think that's when he played Phoenix back to back. He had 38 the second night, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. So yes. It's like he needs to kind of get a feel for a team before he can f- truly feel comfortable and start scoring. Um, and in the second half, I felt like we saw a little bit better of a shooting performance from him. Still, like you said, eight for 22, not the most efficient night, but 11 rebounds, seven assists. He looked like a better playmaker tonight. Uh, the seven turnovers is really. I know he gets lackadaisical every once in a while with his passes, especially with the one-handed passes, but it still felt like he was connecting more on those tonight, Jude, for me, especially in the low block. Um, The biggest problem turnover-wise for him, in my eyes, is when he does try and do a little bit too much um, dribbling the ball. And when you're playing the Miami Heat against Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, even Jaime Hawkins, like they, they swarm and they peck at the ball a lot. So they were able to force a lot of turnovers just from double teaming and triple teaming and trapping him in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Yeah. And they did that to some other guys as well. And when you talked about passing, there's three plays that stick into my mind. There were two passes to Zach, you know, that just were a little bit out of reach. Mm -hmm. It was kind of funny. I had the thought to to myself while I was watching the game. I was like, Hey, Wemby, I love the passes, but Zach's not you. You know, he can't get up that high. And then there was one where it was right on, you know, it's just a little bit too fast. Malachi wasn't paying attention on a cut inside. Um, I I say wasn't paying attention. That's what it looked like. But sometimes I feel like some of these passes, they just don't expect from Wemby. And that kind of ties into Devin's comments like earlier in the year when it's not just him being a 7'4 dude. It's just somebody with his talent level, you know, or skill level at his size. It's just, you know, you, you don't. Some there's some things that I feel like they don't expect from him, you know, that they're yeah. still going to have to get used to. And another point that you mentioned there when you were talking about how you feel like Wemby has to get comfortable with teams. Remember what Kenny Smith said in, in the first TNT game. I think that was the first game against the Suns. He mm-hmm. said he really feels like we're going to see the real him once he like goes through the NBA rounds, like plays everybody. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why in the solo live, I talked about how I'm really interested to see what this team looks after the all-star all-star break excuse me i'm tripping over my words looks like after the all-star break obviously that's very future-sided but i I felt like that tied into what you said yeah for sure for sure and defensively he's still that guy i just wanted to put that out there except for the one moment where bam basically fullback shouldered him right in the chest and sent him (laughs) into the front row underneath the basket i was like ooh, that looked like it may have Uh... concaved his his sternum a little bit yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, you know, another bright spot tonight, though, Ethan, Malachi Branham. And that mm-hmm. was really crucial uh, in Trey's absence. Um, there were definitely, obviously, Trey does some things that you're always going to miss if he's not on the floor. Um, but seven assists for Malachi. He played that combo guard role to a T. And I texted you in the first quarter after he missed the wide open three. I was like, he's got to be more consistent on threes. That's my only criticism from this year. And he didn't miss one for the rest of the game. It was like he heard me, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four for five from three. That really opened up everything else. And then he looked way more... I don't know what the word is poised, I guess. Like he his his passes were crisp. They were popping. It, it, a lot of times in the in the games previous to this it looks like he's still still feeling everybody out. Still getting comfortable in that role. Um not sure if he should score or pass like you know indecisiveness. Tonight it was right. the complete opposite. Yeah. And that was really cool to see because he was kind of playing a different role than he'd played, mm-hmm. you know, um all season so far. But 
We also know that he had to play a lot of combo guard last year. He also mm-hmm. played a lot of combo guard at Ohio State. So it was cool for him to just kind of remind us of that skill set. And inevitably, Trey's probably going to have some other games where he's out this year. So that True. was also a good sign just, you know, moving forward for the rotations where you can just slide Doug in, move Malachi to point uh, off the bench. And and that made kind of, you know, it was it was a smooth transition with with Trey out. But we did still miss him tonight for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Ethan, honestly, I, I I know we're only eight minutes into this thing, but a lot of the the, the things and, and that I would say about this game, my reactions are very similar to kind of what we've seen throughout the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have <laughs> too much more, honestly, off the top of my head. Yeah, I got two two guys that I kind of want to highlight here. The first is Jeremy Sohan. Um, I felt like he had another very good game, and he's kind of gone on like a three game stretch where his activity has been lifted, his motor is way higher, and he's attacking the basket offensively. He doesn't look nearly as lost. Coming off of pick-and-roll situations as the primary ball handler, he looks more confident making those passes, whether that be a dump-off to Zach down low or kicking it out to the weak side corner. Um, He just looks way more settled in. Um, And I, I know he recently tweeted, or somebody tweeted that his his comments about playing point guard were like, sometimes I'm like, F that, this crap sucks. And he responded with, I didn't say that. So <laughs> I'm glad to know that he didn't say that. He's embracing the experiment. Um, and tonight was definitely a positive for Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, he actually did say sometimes I'm just like F it. But he mm-hmm. was just explaining that like, hey, like this is tough. Like he was just admitting that sometimes it's frustrating, which makes sense considering you're playing point guard for the first time in the league. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not somewhere else, not high school, not college. You're playing point guard for the first time in the NBA. You know, like, of course you would get frustrated, but somebody quote tweeted that and said like, see, he doesn't even want to play point guard. And that's what he was saying. Yeah, and he was like, that's not what I'm saying whatsoever. I'm just admitting that it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah, and then defensively, I, I know Jimmy. I don't, what did he end up finishing with, Jimmy Butler? Let me scroll up Nin- here. Nineteen points on five for fourteen shooting, so not extremely efficient, but he was definitely uh, killing us in that fourth quarter with some with some clutch baskets. But that's what Jimmy Butler does. But for the first three quarters, at least, Jeremy's defense on Jimmy was was very solid. He was denying him the ball, and really a big reason why our run in that first quarter was twenty nine to fifteen. Jimmy just could not get comfortable with Jeremy on him. That's why he shot five for 14, but another key in this game, Ethan, I tweeted this on the SSP and on YT account on Twitter, 30 free throws for the Miami heat tonight, just 12 for us. You know, that's another big key in this game as well. And I've kind of seen that at some other ones, but you know, I wish I could sit here and be like, oh my God, you know, but I just can't because it's like they showed our average roster age and we're 23 years old. Yeah. Like, and and I know it's different standards this year, but at the same time, I mean, we'll see how the season goes. But these last two games, I'm not that mad at. And if y'all go watch Pop's post-game presser from the last game, he basically summed it up. Like, even in the in-tournament game, he felt way better about that one than he did the other two. Like, we're fighting. We're still in these games. Um, when you consider Kyle Lowry was out for them, it was a pretty pretty even matchup, I would say, with both of those guys out. Well, they did have Caleb Martin and uh, Tyler Hero, so not even in that yeah, sense. Yeah. But but in the sense that this was like, I would say, with those injuries too, um, made it pretty even. You know, because when you take those two guys out, then then the Trey Jones Kyle Lowry thing feels a little bit more equal. Um, mm. 
but yeah, I, I mean, I'm just glad that that we fought. But you know, we got to learn how to keep these leads, man. Because we had a ten point lead in the third, and then we let it. We didn't finish the quarter well, and then we did the same thing in, in the fourth quarter. And if you look up at the very top of this uh, of this box score here, started out twenty nine to fifteen, didn't win another quarter mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. But I will say, despite the third quarter, I mean, not being great, that was one of our better starts coming out of the second half than we've had. Like I said, you still got to finish the quarter. But considering how bad our starts in the second half have been this season, uh, I was happy to see that. For sure. For sure. Like, you're right. When you zoom out and look at this big picture, like these past two games have really been solid. Like, we didn't deserve to win either of them, for sure. But, like, way better performances than the uh, Clippers loss and the, uh, the Raptors loss. And what was the third one that we got blown out? Uh, The Pacers Pacers. loss. Yeah. Just worlds better on on that end. The only thing I don't have an excuse for, Jude, or not even an excuse, just like a defensible, yeah, you know, something or another. It's you can't let Duncan Robinson go for twenty six points, eight for sixteen shooting, four for seven from three. Like that's not the guy. Yeah, we're just letting the wrong people go crazy and get hot. I don't know what the fix is, but this is the last guy you should let get wide open shots. And we gave him a, so many wide open shots. Yeah. And he even caught Jeremy for, for as much as I love Jeremy's defense tonight, he caught him twice on those pump fakes. And it's like, that's the last guy yeah. <laughs> you got to be going for the pump fakes on. And speaking of pump fakes, that's been another theme with Wemby this year. If you want to have yeah. like one, I guess this is kind of something I was thinking about during the game. If there's one downside to having an eight foot wingspan, mm. it's if they fake you out and you jump, it's probably like automatically a foul. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs to get better with patience. And and what's his name? Talked about that too. Uh, Sean, he was like, if he just, like, he doesn't even need to jump, just stay grounded. Don't try and go for every single pump fake and block. You know, yeah. if you stand there and contest, it's already like a better contest than 99% of other players that are jumping. So he, he'll figure it out. He'll get better at that. Here we go. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, I picked the wrong comment there, Drummer Seb, but I appreciate you being in here. This was the one that I was trying to get to. This is the point the rest of the team should be more calm. We rush too many times on offense. That is one thing that I also would say I have a criticism for of, yeah. of these guys. We, Whenever we force shots, and it's, I mean, I, I three times that stick out of my mind this game, there are some times I saw it from Keldon, there are some times I saw it from Jeremy, and there are some times I saw it from Malachi. I'm sure there are probably some other ones you could find too. But whenever we try to force those shots, we usually don't get as good ones. And as you saw in the first quarter, and I know that teams are going to make adjustments, but when you're making, when you're moving the ball, you're having ball speed, you're making extra passes. We're going to get better shots, man. And you know, that just kind of comes with learning. And a lot of these guys, you know, do, do have isolation skills. Um, 
maybe not as much like when I mentioned Jeremy and Keldon there. I mean, not to say that they don't completely have them because we've definitely seen Keldon take people off the dribble and, and, and Jeremy as well, too. But especially when Jeremy gets into those post ups, I understand sometimes he makes them. But that's been a theme throughout this season. You know, he runs inside and gets yeah. into a post up and then just decides to take the shot. Those usually aren't the best. One of those got blocked tonight. Um, I can't. That was earlier in the game. Um, but more, moreover, the theme there is when we force it, you know, good things yeah. don't happen. Yeah, and to make matters worse, when those situations do arise, other guys on the team get what's the word I'm looking for? Nervous, I guess, and they they ruin the spacing by either cutting into Jeremy's way or whoever's posted up. And then it becomes a complete jumbled mess where you have too many guys in the paint uh, because they weren't. I mean, I know it's not a, not the best play in the world, but at the same time, if he's going to do it or if anybody's going to do it, you have to make sure he has his space. Our man Nick Madison says, I miss Jay Rich, and I'm glad he brought him up because he also hit two clutch shots on us, man. It was it was giving me flashbacks to last year when he hit clutch shots for us in the frost bank center i mean that that one shot over devin was super tough he hit mm. a three in front of wemby i yep. was just like bro come on now you can't be doing this to us but he did he did mm. i miss him i do too i do too there's a lot of you know there's there's obviously some things that i say some things there's a lot of things that these guys can get better at but i feel like the only way that that's going to happen with a young team like this is continuing to get reps and and continuing to play. I know a lot of people are talking about tanking right now in the comments, and we'll see how this season goes. But here's the thing. I, I think we're definitely trying more this season. I think we're definitely going to be more competitive. And even if we do lose the games, then we just get a better draft pick. So I don't think it's necessarily tanking because we're not going for, for one through three. Um, but we're going to be in the lottery. I mean, even even in the play in as we as we predicted before the season is you're in the lottery. So um, if you don't win a game, which is what we were probably expecting. Um, so we we're going to be there anyway. And and when you play the lottery in those odds, I mean, yes, it's not very much, but you could jump up to nine. You could jump up to, you know, 12 or 13. Who knows? But you, we're playing that game anyways. I guess what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Yeah. Patience is the key for the team. And it's the key for the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let's see what Max Roach has to say here. Or Rouch. Excuse me if I mispronounced that. I just want guys to do what they're good at when we shoot mid-range and get the ball on the move in the paint. Sohan be a post-up playmaker rather than a PG. Keldon just be a park spark plug. Um, I get what I get what you're saying there, totally. I mean, obviously they're gonna continue to play him at point guard. <laughs> regardless of what anybody says um but i totally get what you're saying there that we would like to see you know like i said those four shots that we talked about we don't need that you know there there are some times where we can try to emphasize looks that are to our guys strengths that mm. we didn't do down the stretch in this game um but what is that again ethan that's a symptom of a young team so mm. i just I, I don't have another answer unfortunately for you guys i wish i could come in here and, and give you some big you know, idea that could could be a solution to everything. But I think it, it just comes with reps, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. not to repeat myself. No, you're good, Jude. I mean, I have a broad answer for basically all the problems that we have been alluding to, and that's Pop continues to say there's pretty much no game plan. We're letting guys go out there and feel each other out. 
Wemby's just playing basketball. There's no set situation for him at this time. They're trying to get a feel for him. So long-term, this will prove to be a good plan. In three years, we'll look back on these games and be like, oh, yes, Pop, thank you for doing that and not forcing him into an uncomfortable situation. Um, let's just continue to stay patient. Yeah, and just and just being able to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually sent you that quote. I'm going to read yep. that for us. So this was what Pop said before the game, I believe. Uh, we promised ourselves as a staff we were going to watch him for a while rather than, I mean, he's 19 years old. Instead of deciding we're going to work on this and that and this and this and you're going to do this, we should probably watch him play for a while, see where he feels more comfortable, see where he's more successful, where on the court does he do this, that, and the other. So we start working on basics like balance and pivoting, that sort of thing. But if, as far as anything else, we just want to observe for a while and make sure we don't skip steps but and, and don't overcoach right off the mm. bat. And this is a very unique situation because it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't seen a player like him before. They're trying to get a sense of how he's going to play in the NBA, and he's talented enough to just play and do do pretty well. I mean, as much as we've had some struggles this year, when Benyama's leading rookies in scoring, he's leading them in blocks. Um, I don't know if he is in rebounds, but he, he had another 11 rebound game tonight. He had nine coming into the game. Um, and that was another positive I saw tonight from Keldon and him. I know a lot of people might criticize Zach, but if those guys are eating on the boards, it really doesn't matter because Zach gave us 18 tonight. And I saw him also get some stops at the rim again. He's not going to stop everything, but just like last year, Ethan, in my opinion, at least, we're seeing Zach continually approve, you know, on that interior defense. For sure. And there's not much he can do about Bam Adebayo, right. <laughs> like, even and, at his best. And he's been going, he coming into this game for perspective, he was averaging 26 and 15 and they'd won four straight. And he got 24 and 11. So basically Zach shut him down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we held him under the averages. We did what we needed to yes, do. Yes, sir. Uh, I like our man Glo- uh, Geo777 here with some positivity. Sohan looks better shooting threes. Yes, Go Spurs. And, and his jumper overall looks a little bit better. You know, you talked about where he can find his shots in this offense, and that's off of other guys. I've seen that a couple times in the past few games in the mid-range for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people are frustrated with his shooting right now, and I'm not saying he's going to just make a giant jump moving forward. He's going to have some bad shooting games this year. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, we're going to continue to develop him. And ideally throughout this season, it'll still be better overall than it was last year. And that'll continue to improve, Um, which kind of goes back to something we talked about last year, Ethan, that we haven't really mentioned this year, you know, with all of the, the Wimbenyama talk and just focusing on wins and all that good stuff. We really alluded to it last season he could potentially have that Kawhi trajectory. And when I say that, I'm not saying he's going to be a finals MVP. I just mean that he's someone that can, you know, continue to develop different skills and get better, you know, in lots of different areas. Mm. Can you imagine how much better Jeremy Sohan would be, Jude, if he was playing next to three Hall of Famers? His (laughs) only task was defend and get Uh, rebounds. Like if that were the only two things he had to do, he would be worlds better in our eyes and that was what Kawhi kind of was asked to do in that scenario exactly and pat bev has already co-signed on this take so that's all (laughs) it's all the the uh what's the word i don't even know that's all i need to hear yeah (laughs) exactly exactly 
Well, Ethan, any final takeaways on this one? I hate to wrap this up so shortly, but it's just kind of the same story, guys. You're watching. You, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, honestly, if we continue this kind of pace moving forward, even if we're not winning a bunch of games, but they're within five to ten points, Jude, I'll be happy because um, that at least is much better basketball than the 40 point blowout losses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if we can continue this and then start to get some wins together, mm. like that's where that's, you know, we got to we'll start pulling them out. Keep keep being consistent you know, like we have to where we're in games and it's probably going to take time, just like mm. Pop told Tom Thibodeau on the clip that went viral. Yep. Um, just moving forward, you know, like I said, at, looking at this game, finishing those quarters, you had, you know, almost double digit leads in the third and the fourth quarter and you weren't able to finish those. Granted, the Heat's not the best matchup when you consider who you are, but at the same time, those are the, you know, the steps and the humps that you need to get over to start winning games in the NBA. Agreed. All righty, Ethan. We appreciate all of you guys being in here, and we're not leaving just yet. The Austin Spurs played today. <laughs> oh, yes, they did, Jude. What happened today? In okay, and I'm not actually just going to talk about who everybody expects me to talk about because there are a couple guys that played good. First of all, they won by 20 points. Let's give you guys a little two-way update because, you know, we got three guys on the two-way um, at this point. Let me pull up the G League stats here my boy Don Barlow had 34 and 8 oh Serge Ibari had 20 dang CD had 10 oh and they won 136 to 116 and I'm still pulling up the box score here and they're not giving it to me which is making me angry so we're going to continue to stall here and go to the G League website because I want to give you guys the full stats here um but still second game for the Austin Spurs First game, lost by 40. Dom Barlow comes down to Austin, and they win by 20. Coincidence, Ethan? I think not, Jude. I, See, this I, is what they the, the fans show up for. You know, they, they tolerate the Spurs talk, but they really want to hear Jude talk about Dominic Barlow. Exactly, exactly. And I still, I just went to the G League website, and I'm like on the Austin Spurs uh, Osula Magic page game. And okay, here's the box score. I, I couldn't find it at first. I thought I was about to tell y'all I was only getting the highlight video. Um, but Mac McClung, he had 25 tonight. Brandon Williams had 38, but it wasn't enough because Serge Ibari Rice, seven assists for Serge Ibari, seven to 10 overall, four for seven from three, plus 21 and 20 points. And then wow. Barlow, 11 for 24, had eight boards, um, three steals, and then 34. Wow. Kevin Garnett, light. <laughs> CD Sissoko, 10 points, six boards, two assists. Um, I've been watching CD a little bit. I, I watched his numbers from the last game as well. Um, and I, I think he's going to he's gonna be a long-term guy. But also, there's a reason why we gave him a full-on contract this season. Like, the Spurs front office sees something in him long-term. We've, mm. we've joked about the Jack Boris comparisons. Um but I, I wouldn't overreact to those first two games because CD is kind of a – I made this comparison in the offseason. He's kind of similar to Jeremy in the sense that he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess my message there is don't overreact too much to, to CD maybe not putting up the craziest box scores in Austin. A definite project if I've ever seen one. I love Jacked Boris. That has to be his, <laughs> his nickname moving forward. Definitely. 
definitely. But yeah, my boy Don Barlow, 34 and 8. I said the 30 and 15 games are coming. Unfortunately, we didn't get that tonight. But you know, if you like take four off of the points and then you add it to the rebounds, that's 30 and 12, and that's closer. Wow. <laughs> hey, Don Barlow for G League MVP. I'm here for it. <laughs> Okay, Ethan, before we wrap up, though, back to some serious stuff. Both of our games this week are, one, on national TV, which is nice. Mm. Two, they're tournament games. Um, and let's see who are. I know one of them is against the Kings, and I think the other is against the Thunder. The so it doesn't. Burnt. Yeah, so it doesn't get any easier. Um, mm-hmm. We got to go play at the Thunder, and then I'm trying to see the second game as well. Okay, and then we'll be back in San Antonio for the Sacramento game. I think my biggest thing, this is another thing that we didn't talk about yet, Ethan. We've played much better at home than we have on the road as well. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, so I'll be very interested to see if we can kind of continue this in the way that we have in this Thunder game. To be honest, as I'm talking about it, I don't feel that great about it because the Thunder have a ton of talent and they're going to be playing with a lot of anti. Mm-hmm. But we still got to look for improvements in this season. And I think that's probably my biggest key going into the next game. Yeah. I mean, they're a terrific team. They're young, but they're definitely way ahead of us uh, developmentally wise. And Shea Gilgis is back. We did not play the him the first time we matched up against OKC in the preseason. So how will Jeremy or Devin fare guarding Shea Gilgis Alexander? That will be the test. Yeah, maybe even Sohan. That's right, Jeremy or Devin. Oh, yeah. my bad. I'm oh, you're fine. that. Um, we do have the Wemby versus Chet rivalry, round one in the regular season, so that'll be fun as well. But I really hope that that we can, if we can keep that within single digits, I think that mm-hmm. would be a big step for us. For sure, for sure. All righty, y'all. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button below if you enjoyed the content. And if you want to stay updated with all the content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SSP and on YT. We're doing quarter by quarter takeaways as well at Jude McLaren at Ethan underscore Quintero to see when we post. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Those first go.